go. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Welcome to the Morning Skate. That's right. This is episode 226 of TMS Morning Skate. Yeah, your host, Cat here. Cat is hanging out with Brownie in the woods. That's right. Brownie is deep in the woods. I can't believe he has a Wi-Fi to be here, but we are pumped about it. Brownie, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. I'm up here on the uh, main mid-coast. Uh, Hal's neck of the woods, out in the woods, daily hikes. I'm uh, for the fourth night in a row. I think, or fifth night in a row, I'm actually in my pajamas while drinking. So it, it's kind of crazy. For those who have listened to us for a while, Hal hasn't been on for a bit. He's kind of taking a step back. He'll be on every once in a while. I just don't think he wanted the whole full time thing, which I get. We've done this for a few years. But essentially, we replaced Hal as somebody who Hal's going to be in the next couple of years. So it, it, it just <laughs> it kind of just fucking works out. Oh, so I changed uh, my name instead of Brownie. I should be Future Hal. Yeah, right. Something <laughs> like that. But how's uh, how's Main Tree and you, dude? What's the weather like up there? It is currently, uh, I believe tonight, it's about 27. Last time I went outside, I went outside looking for something and I did not put on a jacket and I felt it. Uh, we're up here, mid coast, Maine, a little south of Rockland. I don't know if I could give my exact location. Um, you, you do have fucking stalkers that find you, follow you around. So. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be like some girl who wants a pair of my underwear. It'd be some guy who wants to hit me with a rock. Um, <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. Great. Fun. Yeah. It's great up here. We have a, I, I mean, if, if we were in daytime, I could show you the view, but like outside the window I'm sitting in front of, there's about. 30 feet of grass and then the water. Nothing. That's lakefront or oceanfront. Front, yep. Oceanfront property. You so ball ball today, actually. And, and if you hear a little bit of fucking pizzazz in my voice, I am in upstate New York. I'm home. That's it. It fucking feels good. Uh, probably going to be back in March. Well, we're going to figure it out, but definitely feels good to be home. I love that winter kind of air that you have going on, especially it picks up during Thanksgiving, right? Like that's kind oh, yeah. of when it's like, okay, here we go. Now you wake up. It's not cold. It's brisk. You know what I mean? That's when you. It's it's crisp, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, a little, little bit crisp to it. But did I'm you go to that store? Know. What store? The the gas station with the good food. Oh, Stewart's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went yeah. out tonight yeah. with my uh, with my friend Brittany. Shout out Hulks. Uh, but until tonight, the only place I've been home for like three days, the only place I've been is Stewart's. I've probably eaten 10, 10 cheeseburgers, a couple hot dogs, and an empanada. Uh, I had some Red Bulls. It's, you know, it is how it is. If you're from upstate New York, you know Stewart's. It, it is who you are. And it's actually funny. Uh, I I'm I have tattoos and shit. And people are like, did you get a tattoo in Nashville? And I'm like, no, but like I want one. And somebody asked me. So I decided to fuck with my mom. And I was like, yeah, so I got a tattoo. She's like, where? And I'm like, oh, I got it on my ass. She's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, I got the Stewart's logo on my ass. And she didn't say a word. A word for like ten minutes. I'm like, mom, I'm just kidding. Like it didn't happen. She's like, are you kidding me? And like started fucking bugging out. But it definitely does feel good to be home. Uh, a little bit weird, weird moment. So I move out, go to Nashville, whatever. And literally the moment I left the state, my mom got rid of pretty much every television channel on the TV to save money. That's how she is. That's how she's always been. 
So I get home. I don't have the Rangers game. I'm like, what the fuck's oh going on? Gosh. I could set up the ESPN Plus, but with the whole in market, I'm like, what's going on? So we call DirecTV. We've been a loyal subscriber since 96. They give us the free stations. First games, Rangers and Buffalo. And they always, there's always, for some reason, we're placing the Buffalo market. I don't know why. I'm five hours from Buffalo, two and a half hours from New York City. And I get the game. It's by elevation. Marty Baron and whoever the fuck else it is. I'm like, I can't oh, do it. The, that was the call? You had the Buffalo feed? That's what I did. Shout out to the guy who does the Rangers Reddit because you can go right on. You don't have to pay for shit. You can go right on, click click the thing, and it pops right up. So what I did is I put on my Bose headphones. I turned that on. and did I you sync it? Yeah, and I synced it. So I'm watching the big screen. And I'm listening to fucking, uh, yeah, I'm listening to Sam and Joe. So that was solid. But, uh, yeah, it definitely does feel good to be home, see the boys tomorrow. We have Turkey Fest. Let me, let me walk you through my week. I know this isn't, like, hockey-related, but. Dude, this is hockey-related because everybody's going through the same thing. I appreciate that. Um, tomorrow, I have Turkey Fest. All the boys are going over to uh, Rooney's house. We got a keg. I'm sure that'll be interesting. Thursday morning, I have the Turkey Trot. So me and Feverboy Rex have been huge Turkey Trot guys probably since we were born, but we've never actually ran in one. This year, we signed up. Now I'm trying desperately to figure out how to get out of running this thing. How long? So it's like a 5K. What's that, like three miles? Collectively, I've never ran three miles in my entire life. So... Where I'm at right now is I think I'm just going to bring a lawn chair and just put it at the end and just sit there until everybody gets done. I already paid the money. I already donated. It's for a good cause. I'm going to celebrate Thanksgiving with Feverboy Rex and his family, then celebrate Thanksgiving with my mom. And then every major holiday, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we always go out to the same bar, Dango's. It's always open. There's nobody there. And it's always like me and my best friends that give us the aux cord and we get yeah. after it. It's the best. And then Friday, I'm going to get my Christmas tree with my mom. And Yeah, I was just talking about this with some buddies. And I'm a little older than you, and I spent a lot of time in bars, the bartending. And back when I bartended, it was always you need to spend the same amount of hours on each side of the bar in a week was always the motto. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is how we looked at it. So <clears throat> one thing that we lost at COVID that I remember fondly, and as a parent now, I don't know if I'm ever going to get a chance to do this, was sitting in a bar in an afternoon, a bar you know people that work, you've been in there quite a bit, you're comfortable. And you just have a pile of cash on the bar. And this I was back when I used to just ruined one of my socks, dude. Nice. Fucking talking to me. God damn it. I can't even be mad All right, keep going. But this is like when, when you used to smoke butts, too. So you'd sit there at the bar. You'd have a pile of cash. And the bartender would be like, you guys need one? You'd be like, yeah, and just take it out of here. That is one of the life's simple joys. Sitting in a bar with a couple of buddies with a pile of money and just letting the bartender take out what they need. Yeah. 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 Nothing to worry about. And it's like that that is something. Listen, to all you younger listeners, take advantage. Irresponsibility is the privilege of youth. It really take is. Take advantage. I look back, I'd give anything to be 12 years old again. And now I have to Bro, do this fucking I'd be to be 24. Now I got to do this Double. work shit for the next 30 fucking years of my life before I retire. It's insane. I told somebody I wanted to trade lives with my dogs the other day. And they were like, what do you mean? The dog only lives 12 years. I'm like, yeah, like when I retire, I'm only going to live 12 years. And I'm not going to be able to fucking move around. I'd much rather fucking be able to wheel and deal as a puppy, eat shit and sleep every single day. They live the best lives, man. We don't deserve dogs. A little bit off tangent. All right, uh, go ahead. Sorry. So you're going to this no, bar, no, no. buddy. Yep. And then uh, I derailed you. For, no, you're good. And then Friday, we're going to get our Christmas tree. And then Saturday, we got a big flag football game. So it, nice. it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty jam-packed. Does your flag football game stay flag or does it get chippy? So, th- so this is uh they did it last year. I wasn't able to go last year. This year we have separate teams. Me and my one buddy Zach. It's kind of funny. B 
big kid. Uh, if I were to pick anybody to get in a fight with, it'd be him. He and he's he's not like giant. Like he's not like six eight. He's probably like wait. You'd want to fight him, or you'd want him with? No, you? I'd want him on my side. He's a correctional gotcha. officer, and he has like these pressure point things, and it's it sucks because every time I see him, he comes up with a new pressure point. He's like, hey, guess what I learned? And then he touches me, and I'm fucking screaming, and it's not even like he's doing it. Like a jujitsu guy or something? Yeah, he, yeah, and he's a big dude, and like he he knows his shit. But over the summer, I blacked out and we went to an ice cream place and we were doing like kind of like an Oklahoma kind of drill where we were pretending that like he was like defensive lineman or offensive line. I was defenseman lineman and I juked the fuck out of this kid, went right around him. And that was probably the most embarrassing moment of his life. So fast forward a couple weeks later, we're at a party and I'm telling everybody, oh, yeah, fucking I got the edge on Zach. And he's like, let's do it again. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm blacked out again. They say down. I do my little roll over. Like, remember the Titans ready to go. They say hike. This kid picked me up for about 20 feet and threw me in the woods. So <laughs> we, we have, we have the best of three coming up. I told nice. him I'm going to throw, I told him I'm going to throw 400 yards on him. Uh, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening, but it, it should be pretty good. Well, now what about you? You guys are just celebrating a little Thanksgiving up in Maine or what? So we're up here. Uh, we already had our Turkey. Um, Cause we cooked it at home. We cooked it before we brought it instead of having the carcass up here in the woods that I felt like that would have been a bad call. Probably. Um, so we already did our Turkey. Uh, we did a, um, uh, so we did a kosher Turkey, right? Wow. Okay. Don't, we don't keep kosher, but we did a kosher Turkey. So it's no GMOs like healthy organic. Oh my God. Okay. Dude, but it had, which the GMOs cause you know, like the huge breast that they have Turkey, you know, turkeys can't, I'm a big boob guy. Listen, domestic turkeys can't can't reproduce. They have to be jerked off and inseminated. Is that real life? Yeah, Mike. You remember that old TV show, Mike Dirty Jobs and Mike? I never watched that TV show. Probably, you know what it is, right? No, I don't know what it is. Oh, there's an old TV show with Mike Rowe. He it was called Dirty Jobs, and he used to go around and do all these ridiculous dirty jobs. And one of them, he had to extract the semen from the male. And inseminate it into the female. So he had to jerk off a turkey. So the turkeys just don't bang like regularly? No, 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 they do, but they're so genetically modified GMOs. They have these huge breasts because that's what everybody wants. So they can't get up on top of the female. So the turkeys have big, big old titties, what you telling me. Yes, exactly. Because everybody wants breast meat. Interesting. I didn't know. So we got we got an organic turkey uh that was kosher. Which means no GMOs or anything. It was really good. Very juicy, you know, and like a normal ratio. So we get this kosher turkey. We are not kosher, but I draped it. I did a basket weave of bacon over it because that's how we cook turkeys. Oh, yeah. I like wow. that. It was lights out. I'll just send, you, I'll send you a picture. Have you ever smoked a turkey? Yes, I've smoked them. I've done the deep fryer. This is my favorite way. So I even cooked one upside down once. I think a smoke or a... Yeah, smoked turkey is next level. I had that a couple of years it's a skill, ago. Though. That's a skill. It was so good. Uh, shout out to my Socrates people who who ended up doing that. That was unbelievable. But we should probably at some point get into talking hockey. Sure. Right? So, NHL in the news, play the music. All right, before we get into NHL in the news, I did have homework assignment for Brownie. And oh. it was essentially, you know, who do we want to interview? Who can we get on? And Brownie goes, I got my targets before this started. So I'd love to hear him. So, Brownie. All right. Uh, here they are right here. I'm sorry to everyone that I fumbled through this because I'm doing stuff on my phone where I normally have papers. All right. 
So Ked gave me, he goes, write them down. <clears throat> Do your, who you want to have on the podcast. Like this would be like my, like someone that we could interview. Right. Yep. So I broke it up. Bruins, non-Bruins. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I figured that was fair. That's fair. So I, and then I have one category as non-players. Okay. So active players, Bruins. Active. Okay. This is active. Bergeron, Grizzlick, Swayman, Marchand, Carlo, Pasternak, Nick Felino, Craig Smith, Charlie Coyle, and then Trent Frederick. So they're starting lineup. All right. So Basically, yeah. <laughs> fair, yeah. Fair enough. Trent Frederick. Non-Bruin. Non-Bruin active players. Sid, Nate McKinnon, Seth Jones, Joe Thornton, Duncan Keith, Claude Giroux, Sagan, either Kachuk, Blake Wheeler, and Captain Jack. Okay. Retired players. I see. Okay. Now we're now. Okay. Retired Bruins. Now, obviously, Bobby Carpenter is off this list because I already interviewed him and he would have been my number one. Shout out to me. That would have been your number one. I fucking loved Bobby Carpenter. That's so cool that you got to do that. That's sick. Okay. Yeah. Well, I peaked early. I'm like the, it's like (laughs) my rookie year. I won the Stanley Cup and I'm like, oh, this is easy. Uh, All right. So retired players Bork, Neely, Mark Recchi. Andrew Ferentz, Gregory Campbell, Greg Hoggood, Tim Thomas, Adam Oates, Bob Sweeney, and Randy Burridge. I bet you that we could get Campbell and Ferentz on. Ferentz just signed a big ticket with the NHL doing some green initiative. I think we could probably get Campbell. I think we could. And Campbell would be cool because his old man was Colin, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yep. And he had some Ranger ties. And then was he not player safety for a bit? No, no. He was player... Drinking his wine on the on the live cast. <laughs> I want to say Colin Campbell was player safety. Oh, was, Colin! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought you yeah. Gregory. Sorry. No, I mean, I mean, those are all great names. I think a couple of them for sure we can get on. Uh, Sean Avery's definitely been a guy I want to get on. Did you see? Oh, what wait, hold on. Here's my non-Bruins. <laughs> okay. Uh, Doug Gil. This this is like a this is like the Hall of Fame, by the way. Okay. Dougie Gilmore, Wendell. I Clark. hope I hope Sav is listening to this because I think we could get Doug Gilmore. All right. Dougie Gilmore, Wendell Clark, Dustin Bufflin, Dave Poulin, Dave Andrewchuk, Patrick Waugh, Gretzky, of course. Andrewchuk, dude. Oh, he'd That'd be, be awesome. a good one. Yeah. Scott Stevens, Peter Taglianetti, just because he's from my hometown and he won the cup with the Pens. Probably get him on if he's from your own yeah. town, I think. Yeah, I got to try to. I have, we have mutual friends. And then, of course, again, okay. So those, and then non, non hockey players. Mm hmm. My list is Donnie Del Negro, who's the Bruins trainer, Billy Jaffe. And listen, shout out to Billy Jaffe because I could probably get him. He's a Nesson analyst. I asked Jaffe when I first started doing the blog, I sent him a DM on Twitter and I was like, hey, man, I really like your, you know, what you have to say in between periods. Would you take a look at the blogs and tell me what you think? And he came back at me and he wrote, what do you want this to be? As his first question. No shit. Which was so super thoughtful, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I it wasn't just about, like a that wasn't just the oh hey, good job. It was like, hey, like right. let's talk about this, right? He was like, What do you want this to be? So I was like, I don't know. I just kinda I answered this thing on a whim and you know, it's been going good. I love watching hockey, you know, and so I we <laughs> talked back and forth. We probably exchanged like six or eight messages, and his he said, because at the first I was, you know, F bomb every other word and right. 
he said, he goes, if you lay off on the swearing, it'll have more of an impact. It won't get whitewashed like it does. Right. And he goes, it'll have more impact and you can take it to more places. I'm not against swearing. You just have to be, you know, a little more Which prejudiced is true. with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great advice. So that was him. Uh, Kevin Paul DuPont, who is a longtime Boston Globe writer for hockey, still is. And I found out recently I have a mutual friend. So I'm working on that. Probably get him on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rick Blackshaw. He's the CEO of CCM. And he lives like two towns over from me. Okay. Uh, Dennis Leary, the actor. That would be sick. I would love to oh, talk yeah. to him because I know he's a big Bruins guy, but it's yeah. interesting because he was also a big FDNY rescue me guy. So it'd be exactly. interesting to see the whole Boston versus. Oh, like, dude, he had Neely on the coach. show. Yeah, he'd be yeah. great. Um, Keith Robinson, who's the Bruins equipment manager. Um. Jay Baruchel, you know, I don't think I'm saying that right. I'd have uh, to find out before I get him on. Actor, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. He did Goon. Yeah, he's a big Habs fan too, so that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Kiso, Letter Kenny, mm-hmm. right? Uh, R.A. Brian McGonigal from Spit and Chicklets. R.A. Right? Uh, Harry Sinden will never get him. He's the ex-president of the Bruins, Betty but he was Mister like. Mr. One-Liner, like when Joey Juno at one point held out, he was like, well, he's not a fucking rocket scientist. And everybody's like, well, he did study rocket sciences tree at, at RPI. He's like, well, then good. He can fly himself. I mean, just old school, surly, cranky, just hilarious one-liners. Yeah. And then my number one is homeboy Jack, Jack Edwards. I mean, those are all good. I think there's definitely a couple that we can kind of figure out. If it's on the list, I'll start spanking out some emails, try to get them out. to some right. people. There you have it. I mean, that's a good list. I think Sean Avery's my number one, and I don't know if this is on the dock, but I kind of wanted to bring this in immediately. New yeah, Jersey came out with the new jersey. It says jersey on it. A lot of people hate it. Um, Go ahead. Tell me what you think first. Well, I did add this on the dock, actually. I don't know when you last looked at the dock, but I added it. I don't think they're as bad as what people say, but at the same time, it was almost like put some effort into it. And then it came out that Marty Broder was the guy who kind of came up with it. I have all that. And then Sean Avery put out an Instagram story today that says, look good, wheel good. And it was a picture of like Marty Broder looking like a big bag of milk. And well, they don't, they don't get along. <laughs> no, but that's the best part. Like you knew right. you, as soon as Sean Avery knew that Marty Broder came out with that Jersey, like you knew that something was going to happen from that. Okay. What did you think of the jerseys? So I'll hold, I'm just going to give you this info and hold my opinion till the end. Okay. So for the devils, cause I learned all this today. The first, this is their first third Jersey ever. Marty Brodeur was heavily involved in the design. There is a total of 21 stripes on the jersey itself. And those 21 represent, there's 21 counties of New Jersey. There's five on the shoulders, which represent the five retired numbers for New Jersey. I meant to look those up, but I did not. Um, I wonder who on they the inside, It's got to be Brodeur, Danico, Stevens. Yeah, I don't know who else. I Elias? can't think of any other devils, yep. really. Did, I don't know if they retired Elias's jersey or not. If not, that'd be one to retire. But okay. uh, inside the collar, like on the back where your tag is, it says 95, 00, and 03 in honor of the cups. Uh, just a reminder that I interviewed Bobby Carpenter, who was involved in two of those cups. But yeah, whatever. That's that's, um, oh, that's it. That's how many. I thought they won way more cups. Than they only no, won three. three. No yep. shit. The laces, the inter interwoven laces are supposed to symbolic uh the net in honor of Bredor. 
And then the last thing is that they're going to wear that 13 times. They're going to wear those jerseys 13 times this year in honor of Nico. Fuck, I'm going to butcher this. Hersher. Is that how you say his name? Nico Her- oh, really? They're going to, because he's number 13. So they're going to wear it 13 times. Oh, boy. You might as well wear it 13 times for Lafreniere, dude. So I think that they're the most ridiculous fucking jerseys I've ever seen in my life. I think they're They're, they're not great. I mean, I think they're better than the, you see the picture? ones. Did you see the picture with the the pants that go with it and it says pants? Yeah, and the hats that that say hat on it. Yeah. So they're yeah. having like some fun with it. Well, I, I saw um someone on Bar Down put up a video. Jesse Pollock put up a video on Bar Down and he was like say Garden State. Something. That would be better. Yeah, I I think for a beer league jersey they're very clean. But you're yeah, in the National, Hockey, jersey, yeah, but you're the National home, Hockey League so it's like Hey, listen, if they can sell them, good for them, but I wouldn't be buying one. Not that I'd be buying a New Jersey Devils shirt anyways. <laughs> no. Uh, shout out to Booth, by the way, our our Devils writer. Oh, he's probably in a rage right now because we're talking. Well, I mean, I haven't even mentioned the dirtiest player in the in the league, P.K. Subban, the shit that he does. It's crazy how it, it goes from Matt Cook to P.K. Subban, but that's kind of where we're at right now. And the fact that guy's in the NHL, it's it's, it's, it's a travesty. Yeah, it really is. But uh, that's enough Devils talk. All right. The Fenway group is in talks by the Pittsburgh Penguins. They might have already bought them by now. They might have. But this is uh, the Red Sox group. Interesting that they're buying the Penguins. I see that you said Sid to Bruins confirmed. Everybody knows if Sid left the Penguins, he would want to go to a, a the real Madison Square Dude, Garden. They're skating in the Olympics. He's going to center Marchand and Bergeron. What a line that is. That's going to be the Bruins' number one line next year. And Wait. speaking of that, did you see the Team Canada jerseys that came out? Sick. They're, I think that Canada always does a really good job because they just keep it. It's a great simple. logo. They keep it simple, you know, and, and they, they do don't complicate it. Exactly. They don't do the, the USA with the weird fucking arm sleeves and shit like that. Yeah. Like Canada, like you can always kind of expect what a Canadian jersey is going to look like. Out of those three, which one did you like the best? Um, The red and black ones, I think. Oh, yeah. Because I love their world junior jerseys too. They're always very similar. So it's like, yeah, I don't know, but. I say it's not going to the Bruins, but it's definitely interesting to see that this group bought is going to end up buying the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think they own Liverpool too. So what is it? Mario just doesn't want to do it anymore or what? Mario wants that. What is it? $900 billion or something ridiculous. I don't blame him. <laughs> and I'm sure it's in, I'm sure it's in the, um, in the uh, agreement that he gets like a, a suite for life, you know, all that stuff they add in. Yeah, so he'll that, always be around. And hey, no matter how you slice it, he saved the Penguins. No, he did. Now, are you gonna, is the Penguins going to be your number two team because Fenway Group bought them? No, I could give a shit about Fenway Group. But I mean, I I do like. Uh, I've always liked the Penguins because I like the way Sid plays. But my number two team has always been ever the New York Rangers. Flames. Oh, okay. Who who are you going to say? The New York Rangers because yeah. oh. well now they be they be number three just because of you, buddy. And you just said the Flames. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention this. Dion Phaneuf retired from the game of hockey. What an interesting career he had. Because when he was on the Flames, man, you know, that's when he was. That's when you could root for him. Root for him, but it was like everybody knew that he was just a fucking problem to play against. Like he fucking lit people up. He'd score. Yep. He ended Michael Sauer's career. Like he'd fight back then too. Yeah, and as his career went on, I don't think the Toronto thing really helped. 
just because I, it takes a special breed to really perform in Toronto. I think as as time goes on, you really see that, right? Actually, there's but, another player that there's a tie to Sean Avery. Mm-hmm. Sloppy seconds. <laughs> sloppy seconds. Hopefully, I don't get suspended for that. But uh, <laughs> hell of a career by this guy. <laughs> they always talk about him in World Junior and shit when he had like two two running around. Dion Phaneuf just killing people. Yeah. Uh, hell of a hockey player back in his younger days. He he would just blow people up, dude. Like he as was... much as I liked him in Calgary, I hated him that much in Toronto because mm-hmm. he stopped fighting and he would just still run his mouth. Like if you're not gonna fight, don't run your mouth. But you know, I still have mad respect for him for what he did. And I mean, all time movie, the girl next door. So yeah, and all time uh, blooper with him trying to fight somebody and tripping over the stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's one that definitely plays. But congratulations to Dion. Retirement made a lot of money. Good for him. Yep. Uh, sticking with Canadian people, Connor McDavid. Oh my god! Dude, I put this in just because this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So zero to hundred. I, I I saw this pic. I saw this somewhere, and I took a picture of it on my phone. Shout out to me for knowing how to screenshot on a phone. That boy. Uh, and saved it so I could put this in. Zero to hundred points. It took him ninety-two games. One hundred and one to two hundred points. Eighty-two games. Two hundred one to three hundred sixty-eight games. Three hundred one to four hundred sixty-seven games. 401 to 564 games and 501 to 653 games. Every year he gets better. It's insane. He already has two. I mean, his two. He's almost two points a game right now, right? It's so good, man. And it's like, it's weird because they do the fastest skater thing and and he might've won it. I don't know if he won it. You would think that he would, but I think like just skating around a rink compared to having the puck within the, there's not a, a guy in the game that has the puck on a stick. That's faster than him. I, I'm, I think McKinnon's definitely up there, but when he gets the puck, it's like Sagan used to fly too. It's, it's just an Oh shit moment every time he has it. And it's insane that the Oilers can be down a goal anytime. And if he has the puck, it's like, well, we're probably even now. If you had to think of the fastest skater competition in the all-stars, who do you think of for the winner of that? <laughs> well, McDavid. McDavid. I have three people: McDavid, McKinnon, and Chris Kreider. Those those are like the three people that can absolutely fly. It's a generational thing. I think of Mike Gartner. Uh Pavel Bore win all the time. He's Pavel Bore could fly, dude. Oh yeah, the Russian yeah. Rocket before he blew out his. Pavel Bore would be a good interview too. I bet. Yeah, and I have a connect with him. Uh, shout out to Jillian Kimmer. Maybe we can get her on. She's doing a lot of stuff with the KHL right now. She's fucking awesome. She's a must follow. If you guys get a chance, definitely check her out. But, uh. Yeah, it's few and far between, dude. Like the shit that he does, and we say it pretty much every podcast, but he's playing beer league in the NHL. <laughs> you know what's funny? Listen, insane. shout out to my buddy Stevie, uh, who that's the kid with his dad. I was I, we're gonna interview coming up. Mm-hmm. But um, so I played with this guy who's filthy. He played D1 and he's the best player I've ever played with. Uh, he'll be pissed that I actually said that on the podcast, knowing him. Great fucking guy, too. But he plays in a C League. And all he does is just float and pass and float and pass. So he's not a dick. No, you know he's, not, I mean? he's he, not a dick. Yeah, which is so nice. Like, playing, a lot of times you have guys in like a C yeah. league that are really good that are just absolute tryhards. And it's like, well, that right. was fun. But it sounds like this guy's getting everybody involved in shit. So what he does is he plays in this. He did. He used to play C league for years. And I'd play against him. And like he'd have the puck like in the high <laughs> slot. And I would literally lay out. Because I he'd be winding up and I'd lay out because I knew he could pull it back in and pass and he would and he did. We used to double team him, you know, yeah. playing against him. And we played together on the upper team. He's still he's fucking great. But he um what he what he would do is when it was 
when they were a man down, like a penalty kill, that's when he would try. The only time he skated hard all game is if during a PK or they're down by a couple of goals of like three minutes left. You'd see him be like, oh, here he comes. And that's what McDavid does in the NHL. Yeah, it's insane. And boy, I just compared uh, Stevie to Connor McDavid. So shout out Stevie. I'm sure we'll probably have another one of these types of players in our lifetimes, but like, I hope so for right now. You just got to enjoy it. It's he's that good. It's insane. It's crazy that he hasn't won a cup, but it's even worse that I didn't pick them to be in the playoffs. So I did stay hot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last Saturday game in Winnipeg, Philip Deneau traded a puck for a patch with a Canadian arms force member during warmups. I love this shit. I'm like a big warmup guy when you have anything. It was great. Yeah, it, it shit like that's so cool, and it's meaningful. The guy, the guy was pointing to him, and uh, and Dano came over, and the guy was pointing to the patch. He had like his like flight jacket, pulled it off, he, tossed it over, and he held it up on his jersey, and then he went and tucked it into the with the trainers. It was awesome. That just little moments like that. I love shit like that. Just something yeah. that we had to bring up. Uh, another cool moment: Kevin Hayes scores his first goal of the season, his first home game back, points up to his brother. Uh, it's against Calgary, so obviously Johnny Gaudreau was there. Uh, Boys after, from way back with yeah, the Hayes brothers. PC, man. And uh, yeah. after the game, Kev said he was going to give the puck to his nephew, Bo, one that I'll remember forever. <laughs> um, really, really well, you know cool. What? You talk about those moments that only happen in sports. Mm-hmm. It's his first home game, right, because he was injured. He had an abdominal issue. His first home game since his brother passed. Of course they're playing like their best friend. And, of course, like if that was a – uh, bet that Kevin Hayes would score. I mean, put your mortgage on it. That's what you know I'm what saying, I mean? Brownie. We got to start doing a better job of like realizing when these moments are going to happen because yeah. that, I mean, that's a no brainer. Put a hundred bucks and Kevin Hayes to score. You're fucking, you're eating yeah. good. For the week. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, shout out to Kevin. I thought that was really cool. And shout out to the missing curfew boys. Uh, that's a podcast of Jimmy uh, Hayes on with Scotty Upshaw and fuck who's the other guy on that thing. Fuck, I'm an asshole. But shout out to those guys missing curfew. They do, they do, they do an unreal job over there. And Shane O'Brien, Shane, yeah, Ob, and they do a really, really good job. So if you get a chance if you love hockey podcasts, definitely check those guys out. All right, female high school goalie at Mars area high school, Cranberry Township, PA, had sexist and derogatory chants from stands in the game versus Armstrong. Over a thousand fans showed up to the next game to support her. The normal crowd was around 200. The team also got invited to the Pens game with a shout-out on the Jumbotron during the game. We already went through this, guys. We went through this last week. You can you can chirp all you want. Just don't be a fucking absolute dickhead. It, it, and it, it's common her. This sense. girl went out, and she won the varsity gig. Mm-hmm. And and uh, apparently the other the other school, they're suspended from postseason play and everything, which they should be. You know, See, it, I argue that because as long as the kid's on the team. No, no, no I'm you, sorry. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. They they can't have fans in attendance for postseason play. I don't the, hate the, that. The fans are suspended. So though, hey, listen, if you can't control your crowd, I, I the last place I coached, RAD was awesome. She'd go right up there and shut that shit down. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm de- it's a like it's kind of like the privilege thing. Like you have a privilege to go to these yeah. games. If you act like a dickhead, smell you later. Exactly. Like, it's that fucking exactly. simple. So I think that they handled that well. Uh, shout out to her. That's great shit. Um, yep. <laughs> Ron Getzlav got his thousandth point, and is he's almost a point per game player. Uh, Eleven hundred eighteen games played. Another guy, and then it sucks that he played on the West Coast. I think if he played on the East Coast, he would have been such a bigger name than what he is. Oh, God, but yeah. Talk about a guy. I mean, 
I've talked about for years how the Rangers don't have a captain. Like, that's what I want a captain. Like, you go out there, you score goals, you do what you got to do, you fight, you, you fucking yep. you do whatever you got to do to fucking win. Nice to see that happen. And then you have guys like Trevor Zegras, which we're going to get into in a second, that are around him, guys like Troy Terry. Uh, yep. You love to see it. What do you have on Getzlaff? Oh, I love Getzlaff. Him and Perry, when they came in the league, holy shit, they were rock stars. And yeah. again, if they were in Chicago, New York, Boston, anywhere on the East Coast, it would have been a whole different deal. I feel like I love players that can play this style, but also could play in the nineties. And I think that's yeah. the guy that could have been played it back in the career. Probably started in the nineties. You know what I mean though? Like guys, I oh, know he has played battle that through fucking slashes and hooks and shit. And they would almost shine yeah. even a little bit brighter. So uh, I mentioned Trevor Segris. <clears throat> I thought this was wild. He bet Ryan O'Reilly a hundred dollars that he'd win a face off. He won the face off. Then after that game, he gets a Venmo from Ryan O'Reilly for a hundred bucks. Uh, I'm not a Ryan O'Reilly guy, but you want to know. Dude, what this oh, I was just going to say Ryan O'Reilly sounds like a really cool dude to hang out. with. I, you know, I hate him just because he fell out, of, fell out of love with the game of hockey to get rid of the Sabres. But the more and more people talk about him, it's like, fuck, if that report never came out, I would love this guy. Right. So if he was in the Rangers, you'd have his jersey. I don't know if I'd have his jersey. I definitely support him a lot more, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is. Like me and Fe- it's a great story. And this kid Zegris sounds like a trip too. Uh, you know how good does he look? He's insane. Like he's incredible. One and time, he knows it. yeah. And like I guess the new USA hockey thing. If you're young and you score an overtime goals, you flip your stick over the over the stands. That's what Zegris did. That's what Jack Hughes did. Yeah, yeah. It's good for USA USA hockey for sure. Hopefully not. He, I don't think he'll make the team this year, but maybe next Olympics we'll figure it out. Um, let's see here. Rem Pitlick, Minnesota's 31st NHL to get a hat trick in a game where he scored his first career goal. It was the first wild player to accomplish this was, uh, Pitlick's 15th career game, 11 for Nashville, four for many, uh, up to that point, you only had two shots on goal from, for Minnesota. So you love seeing this shit. I remember Derek, it out. yeah, Derek Stepan scored a hat trick his first game. Austin Matthews had four, I think in his four, first game. Right, yeah. And then it's just kind of cool. You just sometimes the stars align, right? Yeah. No, good on him. And hey, this is our Minnesota, right? Our yeah. Minnesota moment. <laughs> we love we love the state of hockey, man. <laughs> uh Van, I love this one. Vancouver shit show. Uh right. What, what else are you gonna say about Vancouver? I mean, yeah, the writing was on the wall when Trevor Linden walked away. They haven't won a playoff series since 2011. Do you remember that year? I do remember that year. Uh, <laughs> we all know how that worked out. Uh, fans chant during the play about firing Benning. Uh, Have you seen some of these fan signs? Because they're confiscating signs, right? That say fire Benning. It's got a lot of auto. So, well, do you are you old enough to remember Mad Magazine? Do you remember Mad Magazine? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of Mad Magazine, the last page would be like a fold over thing. It would be like a picture. Then you'd have to fold it in thirds to make another picture. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are going into uh, the Vancouver Arena with signs that are folded over and and taped. So <laughs> and it says like "Keds our hero." And then you open it up and it says Benning should fucking jump off a bridge. You know, <laughs> it's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, sometimes you have to be like that, dude. You got to be a little yeah, clever. Uh, Patterson, he hasn't really performed thus far. Uh, they kind of seem to be in shambles. Uh, did you see? I tried searching for it today, and they didn't have the clip on YouTube. But Kadri scored a goal this week, and JT Miller just absolutely bundled him into the post, and then everybody kind of went around. I uh, I'm fine with I'm fine with Kadri getting bundled. 
I, I, I don't know. I like a lot of guys on Vancouver. Like, I like Brock Besser. I like, I'd love Bo Horvath. Oh, yeah. Brock Besser. They're actually, I saw a thing today that he, he may be on the trade block, which then they've just given up completely. I can't wait to talk about trade block with the Rangers coming up, but yep, that could be a potential uh, designation. Everybody loves playing in New York, but then you can give them a captaincy for the Rangers. I wouldn't hate it. They're currently <laughs> six, 11 and two. They're nine points out of a playoff spot. They're only ahead of the Kraken. You remember how everybody said the Kraken were going to make the playoffs? How did that work? Did out? we? What did, did we say that? I don't think I did. I don't think we did. But we're gonna have to kind of rewind and figure all that shit out. But uh, <laughs> not good for Vancouver. <laughs> but I don't know. This isn't really a strong Vancouver podcast. So, no. But but we do like Chara. Uh, last Monday we he fought like Patty Maroon four seconds into the game, got in a strub with rookie Boris. Oh God, Kachuk in the third. I think so. Did you see this Boris guy just swing immediately? Yeah. So it was like Charlie kind of gave him a little bit of a high stick, and this guy, without even thinking, just threw a punch as hard as he could, and he didn't realize the guy was like 6'9 and punched him right in the stomach. Yeah. And then it was kind of like you looked up, and you were just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, like, you're wrong the, uh, guy. I'm thinking right now. What's the name of the coach? Cooper. Mm-hmm. After the game, Cooper was like, I asked him if he knew who he was fighting, and he was like, Well, once I hit him, I realized, and I was like, Good luck, kid. <laughs> yeah, dude. You hit him and you either skate as fast as you possibly can, or you just turtle and you hope that somebody gets in there. Try to tackle him. Yeah. Yeah, go for the ankles, dude. Ankle biter. That would be my game. Hey, listen, this isn't on the document on the dock, but I was talking to a buddy of mine who also plays, and we were talking about Chara because I was telling him he's always he's one of those guys, he's always like, What's on the dock? What's on the dock? You know, ahead of time. Like, he thinks he's getting insider information. So I was telling him about Chara. We were talking about it. Let me ask you this, because, you know, I'm biased against Washington. But do you think he didn't – Chara, I'm talking about. Do you think he did not go back to the Caps because of the way Chara plays the game and he was like, I can't fucking do this again? No, I think he went to the Islanders because he thinks they were going to win a cup. You think? Well, you don't think Washington has just as good a chance as New York? No. I don't think and, so. And, and I know the Islanders haven't played that well this year, but if you look well, they've at they've also been they, on a fucking th- uh, road trip for the first right. three weeks of the year. Which all the Islanders fans are going to claim it was so unfair, but you all know what shit happens. Uh, no, it's not unfair. You're going to have, <laughs> listen, they're not going to be saying it's not unfair when they have all the home games Hold at on. the end. So, Hold on, did you just say that he didn't go back to the Caps because of the way the Capitals play because of guys like Tom Wilson? Yeah, that's what that was the theory floated out for me. <laughs> oh my god, I don't. Think yeah, that's, that's such a Boston Homer thing to say. Maybe, <laughs> but I doubt it, dude. I think when you're making that much money a year, I think you kind of choose what team you think has it all. Maybe he all didn't right. think. Maybe he didn't think Washington had it all to win a cup. That yeah, might be maybe. a little bit more. But... I kind of, I kind of like my buddies uh, spin on it better, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, they still we'll have, have to reach out still... to this. Ask him. They still have Clutterbuck and Sezikis and Martin and all those guys. I, I don't know, maybe, but uh, the Islanders, I know, I know they don't think – if you ask an Islanders fan if they would be where they are today, everybody would be like, no way in hell. And, and I'm not counting them out. They'll get their shit together, but – Oh, no, I think they'll be in the playoffs still. And I know it's American. game road trip, everybody. dude. Fucking good teams went on the road, dude. They're called road warriors. Look at the Rangers' road record right now and then talk to me. Uh, Connor Ingram, Nashville goalie, had a tough time adjusting last season as a taxi squad goalie. He missed a bus to a game while right to the goalie coach said, I can't do this. He didn't want to play yeah. hockey anymore. After listening to the coach said, let's get you on a plane. There's a program and get something to help. Uh, he entered the player assistance program where he spent four days, found out he had a specific, specific type 40, of OCD. 40 days, not four. 40 days, 40 days. 
Uh, he credits uh, Brian Brian Poole for staying with him in the Dallas hotel when he asked for help. Sat with Ingram while he worked with the team to figure out travel logistics. He also gave credit to Mark Borietsky, who was open about his own open uh, open about his own mental health challenges. I love RoboCop. Uh, he was there to help him navigate the system in place. Uh, he made his NHL debut and he stopped there three shots for a five two win. He's in with AHL Milwaukee right now, but a pretty cool story. I'm pretty sure he played for the Thunder too at some point, but uh, oh yeah, cool, pretty cool story. What I thought though, the reason I put this in is because we've the NHL has been getting kicked in the teeth about upper management, and this was just a nice yeah. reversal of that. This was how this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be there as a coach, as a GM, as a goalie coach, as a travel secretary, whatever your title is. You're there to look out for these kids because, in all intents and purposes, eighteen to twenty four, twenty five years old, you're still a fucking kid, right? You are. I'm 31. I'm still a kid. Right, exactly. So this kid needed help, and they got him help. And his OCD was super suspicious, super specific. Apparently, it wasn't like he had to wash his hands a bunch of times. He was in like a committed relationship, and he started for some reason he got in his head about STDs, and then he went down a rabbit hole researching STDs, and he was like paralyzed with it, like couldn't sleep, and he went to the player assistance program they're like oh you have this whatever type of ocd and it was like this huge burden lifted off him i mean talk about a kid that's easy to root for now you know yeah no 100 hopefully we see him up and open the show here sometime yeah. soon but love for him to get his first w uh rick nash is getting his number retired against the bruins on march 5th his first player in the 22 years of blue jackets received the honor if you're looking to retire jersey for the blue jackets when you think of the columbus blue jackets the one person you think of is rick nash i would think 100%. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Uh, no brainer. I didn't love him on the Rangers. I didn't, I didn't love him on the Bruins. <laughs> but <laughs> So there you go. But at all intents and purposes, everybody says that he is just an absolute fucking legend. Like, apparently, I heard an interview or not an interview, a story was like he was like, uh, they announced it at, uh, at a practice, I think, with all the current players, and they all made a huge deal about it. And he was, like, sweating bullets. He doesn't like that kind of stuff. And he was like, oh, thank God it's over. And they opened the door to the locker room, and all the, uh, like, ancillary people in the, who work for Columbus were lining the runway. Yeah. To give him a, and he was like, motherfuck. But, <laughs> like, we talked about in the, fa- in the past, when those people are there to support, that just shows about you, you know? Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And, I mean, he had a great career. Everybody remembers that one goal that he scored. I think it was against the Coyotes. Was it against the Coyotes? It was. Probably. It was against Coy- – because Ovechkin's goal was against Coyotes too. <laughs> if you remember these goals, like he fucking dangled two times, went in, kicked the puck to himself, yeah. really good goal. He was but, so big. Yeah, and fast and just – I mean, he didn't play bad for the Rangers. Everybody said he did a lot he didn't of play bad for the Bruins. He just didn't do what everyone thought he was going to do at his age, and it was unrealistic expectations. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I'm happy for him. Uh, Calgary has seven shutouts in 19 games thus far. Uh, latest was Vladder, uh, <laughs> Vladder, Vladar, Vladar against the Bruins. Uh, I mean, they played the Rangers twice and pumped them both fucking times. I think the they Flames are the Bruins legit. too. I think the Flames are legit this year. Yep. They're a really, I do too. really I, good team. I'm happy with them. You know, I, I like I said, if that's my Western Conference team, I'm doing all right. <laughs> they just roll. Like every line's out there, they just keep rolling. 
and they just stay on the pedal and that's what they do. They don't let, they don't get too far down. They don't get too far up and they just keep hanging <laughs> waves. So. All right. So in, in the blog, in the blog, I wrote that night half wrapped after the game from Maine, I wrote the, the blog about that and I was comparing it as, so, you know, my whole thing is the team emulates the captain, right? Yep. And I always think that, and that was my knock on Washington for years because Ovechkin doesn't play a 200 foot game. And that's why they didn't win until he started back checking. So in absence of a captain, because Giordano is gone, I feel that this team basically has taken on the personality of Brent Sutter, their coach. Yeah. And he's a fucking prick. Isn't it Daryl? off the ice. Oh, Daryl Sutter. Sorry. They're, all the fucking Sutters are pricks. But they, 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 I mean this in the night, in the most complimentary yeah. way possible. He's just a fucking, they're fucking assholes to play against. Yeah. They are. They're hard to and play. They they don't. My, blog, my last thing on my blog is I was like, mark my words, Noah Hannafin and Matthew Kachuk will be brewing Sunday. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Probably after they've done winning cups with the Rangers, but um, <laughs> it could happen. Uh, Cole Caulfield's back up in Montreal. They end up winning six. Or they, lo- they lost like 6-1. Uh, there was a video that came out. <clears throat> I don't know who was shooting, but everybody's banging their sticks on the ice. Guy scores to get off the ice. I think they do that at the end of practice, and they keep going until someone scores. I feel like it's a little bit too loose for a team that isn't really playing that well. Well, the thing that stuck out to me is that I feel like that's super loose for Montreal in general. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, it's a a fucking – it's a diaper league, right? (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. We'll see if Cole Caulfield kind of tears it up. I forget who they asked. They asked somebody – what their like number one story that they think could happen that not a lot of people would happen to, and it was Cole Caulfield was going to put up twenty or thirty this year. I don't know if it's going to happen, but little guy can score, he can shoot. Maybe trade Kratz off for him, get him on the Rangers. You probably put up fifty. We'll figure it out. Twenty uh, three year old. Oh boy, Riley is it Tuft? Tuft, yeah. Uh, got an NHL call up last week. Was set to play in his first game. Little warning, bonus scratched him with a weak excuse. Would have been a big ask for him going into a big game. Dallas got pumped seven to two. I thought that was kind of shitty. Oh, uh, yeah. When he was a kid, he was diagnosed with diabetes. He used to look at his hospital window at the XL Energy Center and always wanted to play for Minnesota. Uh, used all of his call-up money, as well as Nick Bukestad from Minnesota, she began to secure enough tickets for her family and friends. Now I think you have a quote for me. I do. No, no. From This is from our – so I reached out to Fink, who is our Dallas writer, who, uh, cover, who actually just got the – shout out to Fink – he just got the uh, word that he's going to call an ECHL game for the Allen Americans. He's crushing it. He's absolutely crushing it. His hockey podcast is uh, What a Hockey, and it's all about Texas hockey. It's great. So I reached out to Fink for a quote, and this is Fink's quote. The initial reason given behind why Tuff didn't get the nod was that uh, Kivaranta had not skated in a few games, and head coach Rick Bonus wanted his speed out there as if a kid in tough situation would not have skated his ass off in front of his families and friends in his home state. Bonus seemingly backtracked his statement by stating it was a COVID-related thing where Tuft may have come in contact with the virus, which, while it may be true, the handling of the whole situation to parade Tuft around as the hometown kid and pull him an hour before felt shallow, shallow and disheartening for a team that has been struggling in almost every aspect of the game. Fans are upset and have been looking at reasons why the stars are floundering. And no matter what level of fan you are, Bonus placed the crosshairs firmly on his back when this story broke. No, I think so. It's fucking. Dude, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, I think nailed it. I I can't believe it, and especially it's 
you know, this team needs energy. This team needs something to rally around. This team needs to put money up yeah. on the board. Like, you know what I mean? And this would have done it. And it makes no sense to me. I, mean, I bet a ton of the guys in the room are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's just kind of a wild, wild. <laughs> and the thing is, they won the previous two games like five to two. And then they got pumped that night, like seven or eight to two. Yeah. Definitely emotional. Let down. And listen, I'm a huge bonus fan. Bonus was the coach of the uh, Bruins when they finally uh, swept Montreal for the first time ever in the playoffs. He was the Bruins coach. So I'll always have a soft spot for bonus, but it sounds like he just fumble fucked this one entirely. No, big time. And I think if he gets called up again, bonus should probably have to pay for those tickets because it's kind of fucked up, I would think. But for fair. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be fair. If he did that, then it'd be like, okay, yep. square. Yep. Um, it's been kind of out that COVID potentially could keep NHL players home for the Olympics. Uh, we have Ottawa who had to cancel some games. I know the Islanders have like seven guys that are out right now. There's talks that maybe the Rangers game doesn't happen tomorrow night. Uh, What'll happen is if these teams keep missing games, they have no space to make them up except for during the Olympic break. Which sucks. But it's going to come down to money. That's why, yeah. It blows, but uh, I don't know. I think we're all so dialed in to watch them play in the Olympics. It's like... Agreed. It would be just a monumental letdown if that weren't to happen, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to keep the next story off until I talk about the Rangers. We already talked about the Rebels. Alex Debrinkit, uh, before and after the coaching change for the Blackhawks, before the change, 12 games, he, had, he was 6-1 and 7 minus 8. After the change, 5-2 and 7 plus 4 and only 6 games. So it looks like Debrinkit's kind of, you know, figuring it out. Everyone, everyone in Chicago was talking about trading Debrinkit. Then they changed the coaches and he goes off. Listen, fucking trade him to the Bruins. I'll give you Jacob Brock <laughs> straight up. I remember I remember when Debrinkit first like came into the league and like, got drafted. He, I think he had gotten suspended for spearing somebody. In like whatever junior league he was in, or something along those lines, and it was like, I want this fucking guy. Like yeah. I love guys that I'll have a little bit of grit. Any that's day. what I'm saying. Like that's a little bit of grit. That's a little bit of snarl. Yep. Guy can score fucking goals, dude. Like at the end of the day, he knows how to do it. So, yep. um, I saw Seth Jones scored the other night. I don't know. I, I I think I don't know if Blackhawks make it, but it would be kind of a cool push. Flurry had a one nothing shutout the other night too. You got your goal. You just gotta. You gotta keep playing, man. You gotta keep and playing. Can I just say his work. pads? Those brown pads are sick. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I think he did they're it for a little bit with the pens, but it's just it's kind of like that old school. It type just goes great with Chicago. Yeah, especially 100%. the red jerseys. Hundred um, percent. But that's what we have in NHL in the news. <clears throat> now we're gonna kind of talk about the Rangers. The game the other night against the Bruins, they scored with like 0.4 seconds left. Ryan Lindgren, Capo Caco is going off right now. I told it was only a matter of time. He's finally starting to score goals. And Valakat made a really good point where like throughout the course of the year, Ryan Stroman and Panarin had the puck and they kind of just kind of pitch and, you know, here you go back and forth. Capo, go get it out of the corner. Well, now they're starting to pass the kid the fucking puck and he's starting to score goals. And not just any goals. It's him getting the puck on the fucking half wall driving to the middle of the ice and doing what he needs to do to score. You love to see it. Um, Alexander Georgiev is not an NHL goalie. I have no idea. I hope he plays Friday, though. He is (laughs) awful. Like, awful, awful, awful. I I I just hope he plays Friday so you have something to bitch about. There was a statistic. Oh, man, I got to look this up. It's going to take me a little bit because after they had beat the Sabres, I went right onto the post to see what Larry Brooks had to say. And he didn't miss. I knew exactly what it was going to fucking be about before it even happened. Uh, let's see here. Come on. The serious, the serious issue Rangers have 
And then you kind of scroll down, you go a little bit right here. Something is off of Georgiev, off of this technique, off of this confidence. Georgiev's 858 save percentage for five starts ranks last in the NHL among 52 goaltenders with at least 250 minutes. This is the big one. The Rangers never know when the 25-year-old is going to make a save. It is an impossible way to go. Thanks. Listen, Igor Sesterkin is the future. Everybody sees it. He's oh, yeah. the future. He's the current. He, like, he is disgusting. Can't play him 82 games a year. And the games that you don't play him, you have to at least put out somebody who's going to give you a chance where you don't have to put Igor in for the fucking third period. This guy shouldn't be on the Rangers. They got rid of Tony D'Angelo because of everything that happened with Georgiev last year. I'm sure Tony probably earned a little bit more of that with the podcast and everything that he had going on. I didn't like Georgiev from that moment. Essentially, the Rangers chose Georgiev over D'Angelo at the end of the day. Now D'Angelo's lighting it up. You probably could have gotten him for a little bit cheaper for whatever's going on, whatever. Get him off the fucking Rangers. He's awful. Uh, Ryan Reeves beat the fuck out of somebody on the Canadians last week. Didn't hurt him, but that was one of the most one-sided fights I think I'd ever seen in my entire life. And it was like a big square up. They dropped the mitts and it took him like 20 seconds to kind of start fighting. Reeves looked surprised the kid wanted to fight him. It, it was crazy. They asked him after the game. He's like, yeah, this is like the second time in my career. I got went to fight somebody. I didn't know who they were. He's like, is this a killer in the AHL? I have no idea. And he, and he goes, both times they ended the same way. I fucking, I love <laughs> it, man. Uh, at the end of the Sabres game, they panned to the Rangers bench and Gallant was like yelling at Zibanejad and they're going back yeah. and forth. And I remember being like, what the fuck's going on? Zibanejad got tripped earlier in that play before they had scored with 0.4 seconds left. And I guess he was like screaming at the refs and shit. So Gallant just kind of told him to chill out, which as a coach, I think that's good, dude. You just don't let people kind of get away with that. Like who knows what would happen? I'm sure that's all squashed, ready to go. Um, Dryden Hunt is up on the first line with uh, Zibanejad and Kreider right now. He brings that kind of like Jesper Fast type game where he can kind of get pucks and figure out what he's doing. I like that. He's speedy. He's hardened on the forecheck. They sent Barkley down to the fourth line. The second line's buzzing. <clears throat> the third line of Philip Heedle, Julian Gauthier, and Alexi Lafreniere has been pretty, pretty, pretty good. The only negative part about it is Julian Gauthier and Philip Heedle have been the more impressive out of all three. Again, Lafreniere is still really young. We can see what ends up happening with him. Keandre Miller is getting more confident with the puck. Jacob Truba is playing mean. And when Jacob Truba plays mean, he's an effective fucking NHL defenseman, which, again, you love to see. It's what you need. Uh, from 100%. They put Tenorti in against the Sabres. <clears throat> when they asked about the, the Lumquist thing, they said, Gallant said they doesn't have to play all 82 games. If he's playing well, we'll keep him in. If he's not, we, we can kind of rotate him, but they like what they see in from the kid. I like that. I mean, all... For the most part, the Rangers are playing better hockey. They're in the playoff hunt. I can't ask for anything less than that. I think pretty much every game Igor Shesterkin starts, you have a chance to win. And then on top of that, the boys are starting to buzz. You're starting to get that secondary scoring, right? Like you're getting That's scoring. Every, every team in the NHL is after, right? Yep. You're getting you're getting Coppola to start putting the puck in that. You're getting Philip Hedo generating chances every time he's out there. And then once the Benjamin and Kreider start clicking, it's it's pretty good. The power play's been pretty good. Chris Kreider has a ton of goals so far this year. I think he has 13 or 14 goals and I'm sure he'll probably go cold from now into playoffs. But uh, if he keeps this up, maybe this is the year that Kreider actually fucking pots dirty, which crazy that he hasn't done that yet. But um, that's what I have for the Rangers. We end up playing the Bruins on Friday. That'll be the Black Friday uh, fisting. The Rangers will give the Bruins. Do we know what Gardens has? Is that the real one or is that the fake one? It's a, it's a Bruins. Is that the fake one? Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, their, that's their tradition, the matinee after Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember they do that. They used to do a St. Patrick's Day. I remember Ron Callahan, like one of his first games with the Rangers, he scored against the Boston Bruins on St. Patty's Day. 
But uh, what what do you have on the bees? How are the bees doing? So the Bruins had two games this week. They had another eight days off, or no, five. They had five days off, Jeez. right? Yeah, five days off, and they won three in a row for the first time. They pumped. Uh, now I'm blanking. I don't remember who they beat, who they won, who they beat before they lost to the Flames. Was it the Rangers? They beat the Flyers. No, we haven't played the. Oh, Rangers. the Flyers, right? You're right. The Flyers without Kevin Hayes. So that's yeah. a different team, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they beat the Flyers handily. They had scoring. They had some stat up the other night. There's outside of the top line, uh, like everyone's on the score sheet, which is funny because the top line has gone slightly cold. They're like overpassing and forcing stuff. Uh, Parsonak did score in the four and four, but he had Coyle out there with him. Uh, I think they, listen, they got pumped by the Flames. They The Flames came in and just rolled them. The Flames just play a very hard game. They play They're a full very, 60. They what? They play a full 60 minutes. The and they're defensively committed all over the ice. So yeah. their gaps were tight. They hunted down every loose puck. And I think the Bruins were like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, Swayman got hung out to dry. Uh, he only I'd only blame one goal on him. But if the Bruins don't score, it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, they uh, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, it was Swayman's first loss at home right, in his career. He is undefeated at home, which is kind of cool. Here we but, go. No, nah, hey, it's, it's a cool little stat. Um, I, saw Mc, like, I saw McAvoy was picking on smaller people. That's pretty cool. Oh, Faraby? <laughs> that was, nah, that was a pretty on. good tilt, though. I, I like that shit. Throw him down get right into it. That's why Farabee, I like McAvoy. He'll do that. Adam Farabee, Fox turtle in the corner. Faraby and him are, are uh, both BU alums, so I wonder if that goes back to a summer skate. Interesting. Yeah. Because they battled all the way down the wall. It wasn't just at the end. Right. Faraby, uh, McAvoy tried to run Faraby into the corner. If the old glass was there, he would have decapitated Faraby. And I think Faraby took exception with it. Yeah. No, I think they're, I, I mean, listen, they weren't skating the last game. They lost to every foot race. I think they're going to come out and just pound the shit out of Buffalo tomorrow night at Buffalo. Like I even said, you know, nothing gets you right like going to Buffalo, right? You fix everything. And then yeah, we'll I mean, see what happens with the Rangers. 100%. You go to Buffalo, you get a big win, then you have Thanksgiving. That You feel a lot better going to the Thanksgiving meal, beating exactly. Buffalo. Exactly. And then Buffalo. you host the Rangers on Friday and see what happens. I think the Rangers, I think it's a good, to be honest with you, I think That'd it's be a good, good game for both of them. Yeah, I think so too, because as much shit as I talk, obviously I think the Bruins kind of set the bar in that game. And if the Rangers, my biggest thing is like the Rangers, yeah, they're winning games, but are they winning games against teams that like are going to be there? They lost to the, <laughs> they lost to the Leafs 2-1 but they had beat Leafs earlier in the year. Rangers need to start putting together wins against teams that are going to be there, and the Bruins right. are going to be the team that's there. So, yeah. So, so do you think is it one of? I've always wondered this how it works. So, you knew with the Flames that Vladar was going to get the start because it was him coming back to the team that traded him, right? And so the Bruins went with Swayman, you know, because Omar played the prior two and got the W's. So going into Buffalo, I would think it's going to be Omar, right? Yeah, because in Buffalo, I would because well, that's where he used to play, right? Yeah. So now, if it's Shesterkin on Friday, Shesterkin will play Friday. Well, hear me out. If Omar wins on Wednesday, do they go back with Omar versus Shesterkin, or if it's uh, Georgiev, it won't do the be. Bruins put in Swayman? It won't be. It's a hundred percent going to be Igor, and yeah. I, I'm the frame of mind. You play a goalie until he loses. That, well, does the that's home, team, always been does my the home team get to see the other team's lineup before they decide on who's in that? Uh, yes. I they don't do. know about it. I think so. 
because it always seems like when the visiting team plays their backup, the home team oh, no. plays their backup. No, Brownie, they they know I think far before the game who's playing that game. You I think? don't th- I don't ever think that you make a starting goalie decision based on who the other team is playing. I think they probably you have a good backup. Backup. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I, I think. Well, who's your starter? Who's, who's your number one? Who's getting the most reps for you guys right now? It goes back and forth. I would say Omar has the edge personally. I would keep him in. You guys beat the Sabers. Keep him in. If he gets pumped, he had the Sabers. He probably starts swimming. That's yeah. what I would do. No, I was just curious. Wait, yeah, that'll be a good game though. I'm pumped about that. That'll be yeah. that'll be a good one. I'll be texting you and Hal for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, beer league round up time. <clears throat> I came home, so I didn't have a beer league game this week. Our team ended up winning without me. Kind of selfish, to be completely honest with you. I was wondering if they were going to lose, so it was like, Ked, come back. But uh, they had a big come from behind victory. Shout out to uh, to Jimmy Urban. I think he had a Gordie Howe hat trick. He was going at it with a goalie, I guess, at the end of the game. You got uh, What happens if you guys fight in your league? I think you get suspended a couple games. And actually, thank you for bringing that up. Shout out to my captain at Siena Hockey, Chris Reinfried. He got in his first beer league tilt. He sent me the live barn of it. Oh, that's awesome. Pretty good fight. <laughs> like, like, not a bad fight at all. And actually, you have to put like, it up on our socials. I, I might have to. If, if, you, uh, if you play beer league and you're as like self-absorbed as I am, a live barn subscription would be a great Christmas present. And like, this is somebody that I would love to fucking get like a sponsor with or something along those lines because it's kind of fun. And I look back at all the shit that I've seen in beer league where I just, I was like, fuck, I wish that was on camera. So maybe. So one of the guys I play with has a live or used to, I don't know if he still does. He had a live barn subscription for his kids because his boys played high school hockey. And I had this ridiculous goal one time, came down the right (laughs) wing, walked the defenseman. I came across going right to left and I dragged it back and went up top. And uh, I texted him. I'm like, hey, man, can you pull that? (laughs) And uh, I have it somewhere in my email still. It's hilarious. It's got to be like eight years old. Live barn is like so fucking slow. I'm like, oh, maybe we should play this fast forward. So it looks right. Live barn is like the the new browser subscription that everybody fucking put 10 bucks in back in the day where it's like, oh, hey, you got a subscription. Cool. Can I can I see what goal I scored or can I see Riley Reed real quick? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's funny. What's going on with your beer league? Uh, Let's see. So I missed I've missed two games while I was away. I was at one the night before I left or two nights before I left. Uh, the lower level, we pumped them. It was like nine to one or something ridiculous. Woo. I didn't even. I don't think I went into the zone once. I just got to the blue line and fed and just <laughs> just sat there. What do they call it? I sat there in the uh, in the swing. No, what do you call it? What do you mean? If you're playing D and you just kind of, I was just. I never I played was hanging zone. back <laughs> at the blue line, just picking off passes. I I kept the puck in like six different times. That was good, just, you know. But now I haven't – I've done nothing but eat and drink up here uh, for, like, the last nine days. It's going to be a shit show when I get home. The only time I ever played defense is when I made my beer league team make me be the top of the umbrella just because I pretended like I could one time a pocket. I really can't do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I fucking – I love beer league. It sucks because I think when I come back to Nashville on Sunday, we don't have a game again. Shocking, so – Got to figure that out. I think I actually might be doing some scorekeeping with the league. I think it's like 10 bucks an hour and then it's half off beer league dues. It doesn't so, it just, it takes away from your entry fees. Yeah, yeah. So I think I might end up starting to do that. I got an email from them today, so I got to figure that out. But uh, that was make sure you get all those secondary assists for all the boys. Always. I'm a big secondary assist guy. Come on now. 
Um, <laughs> we are now going to get into our Dominic Moore zeros and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, heroes and zeros time. I'm going to go first. My hero of the week goes to Wavy Lord Connor Ruhan. He is going to be hosting a turkey fest tomorrow night at his house. We got a keg. We got all the boys coming. Hal is coming home for Christmas, so we won't be there nice. for Thanksgiving. But still going to be pretty, pretty fucking cool. I'm excited about it. Shout out to Wavy for having people over. He just got some new hardwood floors put in, so I'm bringing my oh, props. I'm making sure I'm not scratching that shit. That's the kind of Bring guy the guy from drop cloths. Let him lay him down. That would be nice, dude. I'm sure he would fucking very much appreciate that. <clears throat> and I don't have a zero either. I'm going to go with another hero. My hero of the week also is, I think, for Christmas time when all the boys come home. Talk about getting an Airbnb at Indian Lake. This sick fucking cabin looking thing. The Why do I know Indian, Indian Lake? Where is that? It's about an hour and a half away from me. I'm not entirely sure, but it's definitely in New York. Um, but all the boys will be there. They'll be with their girlfriends. We're gonna have a good little night, have a big ass bonfire, get after it. Uh, I think that's kind of in the works. So I guess my hero of the week is just being home with the boys and like getting after it. So nice. no hero of the week for me. I'm pretty, I'm a happy camper. All right. Well, in that, in that tone, my hero of the week, I just saw recently that our, the town I live in, I think I've told you in the past about all the ridiculous parades that are constant <laughs> to parade every week. Well, my daughter in the Sesquicentennial, Quintennial Parade, which is the 150th. The town's been a, a thing. Uh, my daughter got sick, so she couldn't go. Ugh. Right? And she was going to ride a float. But the Christmas parade just got approved. And the guy, the float that we used for the sesquicentennial uh, is going to be repurposed in the Christmas parade. They're going to just try it out there again. So my daughter, I it, the, the, the parade is on. So my daughter will be able to ride the float for the Christmas parade. Cool. And because I got the plow lights all hooked up on the truck, we are going to, I think I'm going to be towing it. So I'll be driving in the parade as well. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. So my hero is uh, the parade. I'm very happy that my daughter's going to get a chance to throw candy at other kids and with a little buddies, you know. So are you gonna? Are time. you gonna? Are you just gonna p- play like back and block by ACDC and have a couple Bruins flags? Oh, I should have to make. I should. I should get a. Uh, I should get a uh, like a Bruins soundtrack for the parade route. That's a good that would, call. That would be unreal. And maybe get some kind of thing I can put on the roof of the truck. Or Actually, what, <laughs> you should. You should just get ACDC back and black. Play at half tone. And then get all of Jack Edwards' best calls and play that full oh, tone. That would be awesome. That'd that be would be awesome. That'd be really funny too. Your, your so daughter would be like, this, "What is going on? Who's when my I got this truck lettered?" Right when I got this truck lettered, uh, she we were t- I was talking to the girl who does the lettering, and I go, "I can get anything on it." She goes, "If you give me a file, I'll put it on. I don't give a shit." So I got the Bruins B put right on my gas cap. Oh, you know. Yeah. On the door. Oh, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> I love that, man. That's oh, I'm totally. Amazing. I could find. I bet you I just go on YouTube and record it, right? Oh, yeah. If, yeah, we could figure something like that out for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. That'd be unreal. Do you have a zero? Or are we just calling it? No, I'm going to go. It's the holidays. I'm going to go just hero. All right. I love that. Yeah. Just a one little, hero. Just positivity is is where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And we have one, one last thing. Three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Wait, before we get into three stars. Okay. And you can cut this if, if it's not appropriate. No, we're going. We'll go for it. Can we talk about your uh, your experience? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I went to, uh, to Jupiter a couple days ago, and uh, I had a pretty good little time, man. Um, 
I, I don't know what else really to say about it. I had some beers with my neighbor, got in some extracurriculars, and uh, had a pretty good time. Had watched Tiger King, which was hilarious. I probably laughed Wait, at like three and a half the original hours. Original Tiger King? No, like the, the second thing? season. Second season oh, came okay. out. So I probably laughed for like three hours, like straight, like didn't yep. stop laughing. Woke up the next morning. I'm like, that was pretty fucking cool. Uh but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what happens. You go in for the holidays, you, you kind of dive into it and you got to do what you got to do. And I mean, I'll tell you what, dude, I haven't been that happy in a really long time. So that was pretty fucking cool. But uh, yeah, that's That's another hero. That's a good call. I didn't even think about that. Here I am. But, you know, extracurriculars. That'd be that's a good it, hero for, for the holiday season. Uh, speaking of holiday season. are always the hero. Always. Uh, three stars. We're going to do our top three favorite things that we like about Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, my third star, which is gonna be kind of weird, the food. That would be my third star. Uh, I'm not. A Why is that weird? Because I feel like everybody would want that to be like the first star. Like I like oh. Thanksgiving food and stuff like that. I love stuffing. I love mashed potatoes. I'm actually a big like turkey sandwich guy. After oh, Thanksgiving, those little mayonnaise and some pepper on that bad boy. As long as you got. Some you, all right. So when you make that sandwich, do you put? cranberry sauce and mayo no i maybe i do that this year but normally i do i have two pieces of bread i do mayo mayo pepper pepper put the turkey in between send it no stuffing no i just it's strictly like a turkey sandwich maybe oh i should God, make dude, a whole... you're missing out man all right well i have never done it maybe i tried this, so, this year in new england you, there are places that you can <laughs> get this here we go no no i'm just saying <laughs> there are places you can get this year round they call it the pilgrim um so you do Mayo on one side, cranberry sauce on the other, a layer of stuffing on top of the cranberry, then the turkey, then the, you know, and then <laughs> eat the sandwich like that. Is it a cold, it's a cold sandwich or a hot sandwich? Cold. The only time I ever eat cranberry sauce is on that sandwich. I might have to give it a go because I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever really eaten cranberry sauce either. Yeah. I only eat it on the sandwich. I don't eat it with turkey. I, my mother-in-law does uh, gravy, which is really good. My mom loves it. So maybe, maybe I'll give it a go this time. I like dark meat too versus white. We uh we actually we do like fucking cauliflower and cheese and like broccoli and cheese too. That's like an like underlying. Yeah, and I love deviled eggs. Like we do some deviled eggs. Ooh, too. deviled eggs are good. Fuck yeah. yeah. So my third star good. definitely the food. Who you got third star? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna keep it with food then. So my third star is when I was a kid growing up, my mom would let everyone pick a side. That was like our tradition. That's pretty cool. So everyone picked a side, and my sister got awful taste. She would fucking pick baked beans. It was horrible. No one liked them but her. <laughs> that's why she picked them. And my brother, I'm trying to remember what my brother used to pick. I think my brother picked a dessert, but mine was always tortellini. Oh, I love tortellini. Tortellini with Thanksgiving food is lights out. Tortellini. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a good one. Like a cheese tortellini and a butter garlic sauce. That does yeah. sound good. So. So my third star would be picking your own side. <laughs> so actually my neighbor, they were talking, they got a few kids and like they were talking to me and uh, this year for Christmas, they're doing this thing where everybody gets a want, a need, a wear, something to read, something to do and something to get from Santa. And like, oh, that's, that's good. It. And I thought it was kind of cool. So I'm going to run through what my, my shit. Um, I want a TV. I need a stand to put the TV on. Uh, no, no, that's not a need. Yeah, I need a, I need a stand for the TV. If you don't get the TV, it's not a need. It's got to be a standalone thing. They can't hinge on each other. 
All right, so maybe I want the stand and I need a TV. No, no. You can want the TV, but you need like health insurance or something like nah, that. No, the, nah, the need is an entertainment center. I'm going <laughs> to All right, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, wear some LLB flannels. A read. I don't read anything, so I actually kind of pivoted that. And I made it a watch, and I want the Peacock channel so I can watch this show, Yellowstone, that everybody's been talking about. Have you not seen Yellowstone? I don't have Peacock. So I, I think we need, to, we need to introduce a segment where we each bring a TV show or movie for the other one to watch. Yeah. I mean, I want I think that should be a segment. <laughs> have you seen Game of Thrones? Never once. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. That I, I have no interest in it. Uh, something to do. My buddy's getting married in Ireland, so maybe a little bit of help getting Ooh, out there. Nice. And then Sam, do you know? Do you know where? Uh, somewhere at a castle. I, I'm unsure. Shout out to EO Dubs. He's getting married. So let me know. I have some friends there. Maybe. Oh, can you imagine if you were going to a place where I had buddies that I used to live with down the Keys? Wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Have a couple Guinness, bud. And then <clears throat> something from Santa. I wrecked my truck when I was in Nashville, so I'm hoping Santa will fucking fix it for me. So. Those all right, are, so give uh, me these now. Give me them one at a time. All right, so my want is a TV. My need is a stand to put the TV on. Shifty. My wear is a couple flannels from L.L. Bean. Okay. My my read, I pivoted to my watch, yep. Peacock yep. channel. My yep. do, the Ireland wedding, and something from Santa, fix my truck. Those are all right. things. So my want would be a one wheel. I'm still on it, dude. I'm still on it. (laughs) I'm going to make this happen. My need. Oh, my need is a box truck, a panel truck for work. Yeah. Okay. What was next? Want, need, then what? Uh, Wear. Like, where do I want to go? No, like, what what do you want to wear? Oh, clothing, clothing. Uh, Want, need, wear. You know what? I just ripped my... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the other night I was outside with the dog and we're out up here in Maine on the ocean and he's out there. His stomach's a mess. I gave him a bad treat. He's been feeling, he's been having a rough go. I had, I was drinking, so I had to pee so bad. I went to unbutton my pants and I ripped them. My no. shorts. And then my favorite pair of shorts. So I need a new pair of those shorts. Okay. All right. So that's go. a good, that's a good wear. And then what's the, uh, oh yeah. Wear. Sorry. Um, what? read but i made it watch because i don't i don't read uh you know what i could go for watch i can't get fucking espn plus to work up here on the we brought our own roku from home is yeah. a travel tip for you boys and girls if you're going somewhere bring your own fucking roku then your tv from home is with you okay that's how it i get to work? Up here yeah it works i just can't get espn plus to work for some reason so that would be my watch okay i don't know why um something to do something to do oh I know that third hockey team. I would like to win the stalemate so I could play for the third hockey team in my contract negotiations. Okay. And then something from Santa. Something from Santa. I already said the one wheel. I, think I, already, I, mentioned the bo- I already mentioned the box truck. Uh, I know. I would like uh, my something from Santa would be one of the many, uh, one of the many um, IG direct messages that I sent out for people to interview to respond. There you go. Hopefully cool. they listen to that. So that, yeah. that Christmas list has nothing to do with our three stars. <laughs> <Nothing at all. laughs> uh, <clears throat> my uh, my second star the day after Christmas, me and my mom, we always get a Christmas tree. I fucking love doing that shit. We'll bring the dog. The day, the day after Thanksgiving, you mean? Yeah. 
we'll uh we'll get it decorated the whole kit and caboodle so that that's definitely my second start it's always kind of nice to get the whole family time you listen to some good music and have a couple twisted teas you know how it is dude. so go. that'd be my go. second star what's your second star my second star is actually the day after thanksgiving because you can go to the tree, you can hop online for the Black Friday. I just feel like it's one of those days where the entire world has it off and everybody understands just to leave you alone, let you do your thing. Yeah, you have like the psychos that go out shopping and shit like that. Like, my yeah, mom, no, definitely one no. of those for years. And I think as years gone on, like, but hey, Black if that's Friday your thing, then more power to you. Yeah, and they did that every year. It was like me and my, yeah. or my mom, my aunt, and like, they would get, they would wake up. Swear to God, they wake up at like four o'clock in the morning. And I think oh. as, again, as years gone on, like you can just get everything online now. Like it kind of took yeah. away like stolen valor from Amazon. It's, yeah, it's safer. Yeah, yeah. But all right. And then my number one star. I mean, I I love going out on major holidays. So like Thanksgiving night, going to the bar. That that's like my go to. The night before Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. No Thanksgiving, like on Thanksgiving oh. and on Christmas, because nobody goes out those nights. And the, the, this one bar is always open, and we always go to it. And the people that are out there, generally, they're probably out there because they don't have like a lot of family or whatever, and they're just kind of looking to make memories and like hang out. So it's always a pretty good time. So I, my number one <laughs> is a night of major holidays. So my number one star about Thanksgiving is: Have you ever experienced a friendsgiving? Yes. Yeah, I, I have one on Saturday. That's my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's always someone who needs a place to go. There's always someone who's who has someone in their life who's who maybe passed, who Thanksgiving was their big holiday, and maybe I'm just sentimental now because I have a daughter. But I really enjoy the fact of having someone that's really not in your orbit to come in and make the day meaningful for them and try to help. And and it really is. It really is. It makes you feel better to give back. No, the Fever Boy Rex's family. So every other year, my mom works Thanksgiving. So yep. the years that she doesn't, I go to Fever Boy Rex's house. And That's the best. We have a blast. I went there last year. My mom's home this year, but uh, they're celebrating their Thanksgiving like early at like twelve thirty this year. So I was like, "Hey, mom, you mind if I just kind of come home around 4? She's like, "Yeah, that's cool." So I'm actually doing going to end up doing both. So Perfect. I get to spend a little bit of time with them too. So, but you know what? Uh, as good as it makes yeah. you feel, it makes them feel good to have you. Oh, uh, we have a great time, and they're yeah. great people, and the food's great, and uh, it'll be me, Feverboy Rex's parents, I think his grandma, and, and Feverboy Rex's uh, his girlfriend. So it should and be the other thing to think about too, and this isn't one of my top three, I guess, but maybe it's overall, maybe for both of us, because we've talked about this offline is that this is Thanksgiving's the gateway, right? It's the gateway into the holiday season when everybody's got a little pep in their step. And I understand the holidays are tough on people. So you got to be respectful and Mm -hmm. put others, you know, thoughts and, you know, be considerate of others. But this is when, you know, this is when the everything hockey's every day, football counts everyone's in a better mood you know you get that chill in the air this is yeah this is the best time of year yeah it really is i think you nailed it i think everybody's gonna be kind of a little bit brighter and uh yeah man i mean thankful for this podcast we started this a couple years ago got to talk to a lot of cool people meet a lot of really cool people so it's just one of those kind of you know you really realize you can kind of get down on yourself. Oh, my job sucks or this sucks and this and this and that. But then you kind of take a step back and realize, well, you all know what? There's a lot of people that would give their right nut to fucking have a you. Exactly. Um, exactly. So shout out to everybody listening to the podcast. Shout out to the writer. Shout out to you, Brownie. Shout out to the friends and the family. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fired up. So that was this podcast. Brownie, you have anything else for the, for the people at home? No, we're going to touch base on Friday after the game. 
and we'll can't wait. We'll we'll release the interview that we had with Bo Bennett. And uh, as always, God bless you, Jerome Ginla. Happy Canadian and American Thanksgiving to you, you double bastard. <laughs> double bastard. What does he call it? What do you call it? Double nationality? No. What do you say? Bi nationality? No. No. Dual, dual citizen. Dual no. citizenship. There you nailed go. It. You do citizenship, motherfucker. That's I nailed it. it. All right, guys. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving, it. and we will talk to you guys next week. See ya.